Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I am Denise Walker, your host. This is episode 45 and it's called Introversion. Oh, it's been smoky here. <laughs> oh man, I'm nervous. I'm not sure if you folks remember last summer uh, when I developed a horrible, horrible cough and I basically got like adult onset asthma from the smoke. I couldn't breathe. And I had that one doctor I went to at a medi center who was like, oh yeah, no, it's the smoke. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I can't breathe. Uh, well, there's nothing, uh, nothing we can do until this, you just gotta wait. Uh, okay. I went to my regular doctor and he was like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, here's a test for you to go get a lung function tested and here's a rescue inhaler and here's how to use it. And by then I was actually feeling a lot better. I never went for the test. Um, but I feel like I'm probably going to have to repeat this. I don't know. Maybe I'm just fearful that I'm going to have to repeat it, but, uh, yeah, there have been some really serious fires in the North already, um, if you're not from Alberta, uh, I live in Edmonton, which is central Alberta, but there's been a ton of really devastating forest fires up in the north of our province, and there's been multiple uh, communities that have had to have been evacuated, and I've been a part of that with my job. We work, I work in ambulance dispatch, so we do air ambulance as well, so all the medivacs throughout the province, so we've been using our resources for that. Um, very reminiscent of the, you know, the Fort Mac fires three years ago. Which is really strange because as I did my meditation teacher training, I was partnered up for a few of the exercises and sitting beside a woman who was from Fort McMurray and was there during the fires. And she had these really intensely emotional, scary stories. And then like the next day, all this stuff started to happen up north. It was almost like a weird premonition. Um, and I even have a poem called uh, British Columbia in mid-July, and it's all about forest fires and the how we feel the aftermath here. We are blanketed with this insane smoke, and it's really creepy, and the sky is orange, and the sun is blocked out, and we can't freaking breathe, you know? And it's better today, and I'm actually going to go for a run after this, but uh, <laughs> hopefully hopefully it's okay. It's a, the, the, the little index says that it's a four right now, which is moderate risk. Low moderate, right? Um, so I feel like I'm okay at a four. It's been like in the tens down to like seven yesterday. Now it's four, so I feel okay about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, what's coming up next for me is on Saturday, June 8th, the Health Collective, which is in the strip mall where Happy Garden used to be. That's a throwback. Hey, anybody been there? When it used to be there? Ah, oh, sweet. Love that place. Lots of nostalgia for my childhood with Happy Garden, that's for sure, uh, in Park Allen. And yeah, so... There's this thing called Jaeger's Socials that goes on at the Health Collective every two months, I believe. And 
they showcase uh, some creatives in Edmonton. And I'm going to be there with Sober Saturdays uh, making cocktails, non-alcoholic cocktails for folks. And it's like a networking event. So if you're interested in like getting to know people in Edmonton who are creatives and, you know, rocking the self-made world, this is the place and the event for you. So check it out, the Health Collective, that's what it's called. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm doing this like in between insane jackhammering. If you've been following me on Instagram on my story, uh, it's going to be an interesting... <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure what how to say this, but like, it's so smoky outside and it's so loud in here. I'm just kind of thinking, where am I supposed to go? <laughs> what am I supposed to do if it gets to be so unbearable in my house and outside my house? Like, what what does one do in that situation? I don't know. It's going to be a, an interesting personal challenge. So stay tuned. <laughs> but here we go. Let's go. Uh, introversion is the poem today. Let me be, hold up inside of myself, safe and stuck between forever silent and screaming deafeningly. Don't play with my hair. Don't speak to me like everything is normal, even though it's a sunny Saturday and we're wasting daylight. You crave outdoor agendas and fresh air, but I need 16 hours of sleep. Let me be, please, don't touch me like I'm yours, even though I am. I haven't told you yet how sacred my mornings have become. You should just know what I need. You should know that if I don't slow down and breathe deep and pretend like I'm the only one here, I'll collapse like an ill-timed souffle, removed and fallen, the day ruined on a plate, crumpled and sickly sweet. Yeah. Let me be. This uh, this is all about this period of time in recovery where you have to be selfish. And that was said to me a million times that it's it's your turn to be selfish. And that was really hard for me to kind of grasp because in my own personal world, selfishness is akin to badness. I always thought that the world word selfish meant um, cruel, single-minded, um, the opposite of compassionate, not kind, not caring. It meant cold and and bad. It meant bad. But through this process, I've learned that that's not necessarily true. Selfish just means that you're focusing on yourself, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Because in recovery, if you are not careful, if you are not focused on yourself, that's, that's when the danger comes in. It's really, really easy to give too much and become overwhelmed. It's a very precarious time and you have to be careful. So I stress this, it is totally okay to be selfish now. For a lot of us, 
we were the opposite of selfish. And that's why we turned to addiction because we were giving so much of ourselves every day, all the time, that we were so depleted by the end of the day that we didn't even know what to do. We're so depleted that we don't have as much control uh, because we're decision fatigued, as I've talked about in previous episodes. Um, we are empty. We're running on fumes. And it's really easy to just crave something that shuts us off after this tiring, tiring day of being the most amazing, giving, selfless human being. And there's nothing wrong with being selfless and caring and wonderful, but there is a balance that is very important. And that balance is very difficult to find once you're in addiction. Because the balance becomes this. Give all of yourself, become empty, fill yourself up with alcohol, which also makes you empty, pass out for X amount of hours, and now you have not actually replenished any of your energy. It's like a false positive when you wake up and you start doing it again and you give all of yourself, but you are not your full self. You do not have a full tank at this point. You've only kind of accumulated uh the fumes and they've condensed back into a liquid form for you to fuel you, but but it's not enough and you become even more easily depleted. And there's so many of us, right, that have have demanding jobs and we have significant others and we have children and families and there's we have problems in our lives that demand attention. And that's just what being a human being is, right? You have things in your life that demand attention. And where you put your attention is where your energy goes. So we have to be very careful not to give every single thing our attention or else all our energy is gone. We have to also give ourselves attention. And before, my self-care routine used to be bathtubs with a bottle of red wine. But that's not self-care. That's band-aids. So... In sobriety, you no longer have this cycle that you're doing, this give all your energy away, empty yourself, put a bunch of band-aids on with a bottle of wine. You now are giving all your energy away, becoming empty, and then you have no way to kind of uh, patch up the wounds, so to speak. And that is really draining and scary, disorienting, and emotional. So you have to stop for a while giving your energy away. And if you've gone through recovery, you'll know just how much sleep is demanded of you. Uh, Like in the poem, it says, I need 16 hours of sleep. Holy hell, I slept so much in the beginning. And please, if your body needs to sleep, please do it. That is how it heals itself. That's how it recuperates. We've been robbing it of true restful sleep for years. And now it's finally getting it 
indulge it. Let it do its magic. Let it let it do its thing because you are going to reap the rewards of that. And it is not bad to sleep. It is not bad to take some mental health days from work and sleep. It is not bad to turn down birthday parties and sleep. It is not bad to miss your workouts and sleep. The dishes will wait. The social gatherings will wait. You know? If, If these people truly love you, they will know that what you need to do is what you need to do. And it's a process. It's a really important process, and if you do not do it, it can become a very slippery slope, and you could slip back into addiction because you're not giving yourself the attention that you've needed all this time. So through Hip Sobriety School, which is now Tempest, you are given a daily mantra. You receive it in an email, and it has this huge explanation of what the mantra means and how it relates to recovery, and what we're meant to do is make sort of a morning ritual. And so what I would do is that I would wake up, I would get out of bed, I would make some hot lemon water in silence. I couldn't have music, I couldn't have talking, I just needed to wake up. Breathe slow, breathe deep, read the mantra, internalize it, drink the hot lemon water while I sat for about two minutes just chanting the mantra to myself and and get it ingrained in me. Just start the day like that. Because if it wasn't slow and intentional, just like a breath of wind would knock me over and I would be volatile for the entire day. It was such a nuanced activity that I found weekends really difficult. Weekends with my boyfriend who was waking up next to me, it rocked my routine. It wasn't exactly how I needed it to be, and it was very jarring and very disruptive when we would both wake up and he'd be like, okay, let's get up, let's do stuff. I'd be like, oh my God. No, no, no. And I didn't know how to communicate that I just needed some some time. And And now, in retrospect, it seems so easy to just be like, hey, I just like, every morning... I really, really need this. Or if, you know, like we would wake up and he would, you know, roll over and and touch me and, and cuddle me or or anything that wasn't just like me being my own human without any other human interaction was hard and and took me right out of this ritual. And then I felt like my whole day was completely destroyed. And that seems silly, but that's how easily deterred things can be in early recovery. It's so, so fragile. 
You have to be so very careful. And I'm not saying that in any way that you are weak or an inch away from failing. You are strong beyond imagination. And one of the strongest things you can do is set up some boundaries to know exactly what you need. That's where you need to direct your strength. To choosing yourself, directing your energy towards yourself, and knowing that it is okay to do that, and knowing that you are not bad for doing this. For telling your loved ones that you just need a little bit of time every morning, or whatever it is in your life that's been working for you, make that time. It's so important. And this will not last forever. Until, honestly, until reading this poem, I forgot that I even went through that. It does not last forever. You get stronger and stronger every single day. But in order to get stronger, we make the right, ne- the next right decision for ourselves. And we start establishing autonomy from the people around us and sovereignty, you know? We have to be our own selves. We cannot just be everything for everyone else all the time. It's okay to be selfish. It does not mean that you are not caring, not loving, not compassionate. It means you are you are those things. Because you're showing that towards yourself. And I've learned that if other people have an issue with that, that means that perhaps they have their own issues with being kind and loving and compassionate to themselves. And you're just shining some light on the things that they're not good at and trying to be better at themselves. So when you give yourself permission to take the time that you need, you give permission to other people to take the time that they need. You've got this. <laughs> whatever whatever it is you need today, do not be afraid to ask for it, to establish boundaries. No matter what it is, there is no reason why you can't set aside some time for yourself. I know that this life is so demanding. Work and children and spouses and friends and family. It can be really difficult to balance everything. But you have to take care of yourself or else there will be no energy to give. When you take care of yourself, you take care of the people around you. And you teach the people around you to take care of themselves. And we just all become better and more balanced. And we fit way better together. Instead of being dependent, we become independent. And that way, a community 
is actually sustainable and not balancing on, you know, someone always catching you when you fall. Because what if they're the ones who fall? What if you're the one who's been catching everyone, but then you fall? We all must become stronger. So that we stop falling and the others stop falling and we just hold each other and hold ourselves. And it'll be beautiful. (laughs) I want you folks to do one thing for yourselves today. Not something that you normally do. If you have a bath every day, have the bath. But also do something else. Do something special. I think it will be very worth it. Introversion. Let me be. Hold up inside of myself, safe and stuck between forever silent and screaming deafeningly. Don't play with my hair. Don't speak to me like everything is normal, even though it's a sunny Saturday and we're wasting daylight. You crave outdoor agendas and fresh air, but I need 16 hours of sleep. Let me be, please. Don't touch me like I'm yours, even though I am. I haven't told you yet how sacred my mornings have become. You should just know what I need. You should know that if I don't slow down and breathe deep and pretend like I'm the only one here, I'll collapse. Like an ill-timed souffle, removed and fallen, the day ruined on a plate, crumpled and sickly sweet. Have a fantastic week, my friends. I will see you next time.